Hello everyone, this is Scott from the Action Figure Blues podcast reminding you that across the world, Saturday the 5th of May is Free Comic Book Day. Free Comic Book Day is a single day, the first Saturday in May every year, when participating comic book shops across the world give away specially produced comic books absolutely free to anyone who comes into their stores. Many stores also have sales, competitions, and events to celebrate. To learn more about Free Comic Book Day, and to find a participating comic book store near you, go to www.freecomicbookday.com You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 12, brought to you by actionfigureblues.com. I'm Justin, and with me tonight are... Scott. And Ben. We're three guys living in Australia who collect action figures, statues, and other items from the world of comics and pop culture, and we like them so much we made this podcast just to talk about them. This episode, our toy of the week is the Interbay Leon 1-6 scale figure, and our discussion topic is movie tie-in toys. Gentlemen, how are we all? Yeah, very good, thank you. We are well, Justin. How are you? Thank, fine, thank you very much. Good. What have we been up to this week, guys? I am travelling for work this weekend, as my job requires me to do occasionally, and I had a funny, um, I think, comment on the Times today, because, you know, once upon a time, if I went away, I might make a phone call and find out what was happening with the family today, but... Even before I could get off the plane, I had a, a email and a text with um, graphic images of scrapes and bruises from a fall off rollerblades from one of my children. <laughs> um, but, but then she promptly... Uh, I hope she got off the street before she took the photos and sent them to me. Um, but it's you know, it kind of an interesting comment on the Times that now we don't need to wait till Daddy calls to say, I fell over today. We send him photos that he can watch while he's trying to eat his lunch so <laughs> but other, otherwise all good here awesome how about you ben yeah good good just an average week for me i um actually picked up a, a book um stan lee and the rise and fall of the american comic book um it's a book that's actually been out for a little while but i sort of put off getting it but um got a pretty good deal on it and i actually uh I really have a bit of an interest in the, the origins of comics sort of going way back and, and sort of how the, the industry sort of got underway in America. But this week I've tried numerous times to just sit down and read this book and I just keep getting interrupted. So in a period of a week I've read about 40 pages. <laughs> so I, uh, I'm, I'm sort of dedicated tomorrow to at least reading another 40. Good on you. <laughs> cool. 
And what about you, Justin? What have you been up to? Oh, today I've been suffering hay fever. Ew. Really, really bad. Yeah, that's um, always happens around this time of year. The change of season, one sort of bit of a cold snap, and then hot day again, and then I have a rather big nose as well, so it doesn't help. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was really suffering this morning. I was like, oh, I have to get out of here. I have to get to the pharmacy. Of course, when it comes, all your allergy tablets are gone. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah, hay fever is just awesome. I just want to thank whoever invented it. Like, yeah, that's yeah, no, great. It's, it's really it's great. Miserable. Yeah. yeah. And of yeah. course, um, you know, the other thing that some of us have been up to this week, being so lucky to live in Australia, is that we've seen the Avengers movie. Hurrah! Yay! Cool. Justin hasn't, so yeah, no I... spoilers. Don't tell him about the time where, or the thing with, or the way that. No, don't. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for for Ben and I have seen it, and um, I don't know about you, Ben, but I loved it. I did. Um, I was I was pretty blown away. I'm usually pretty picky when it comes to um, you know accuracy with a source material, but um, yeah, I just Joss Whedon. Um, I want to have your babies. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I was just settling for. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Joss. How about, how about a hand, a manly handshake, Joss, to say thank you. Well done, brother. <laughs> yeah. uh, I took my my eldest girl, who is my fellow geek in training, and uh, she thought it was awesome as well. We both absolutely loved it. And yeah. I was very proud of her because without giving anything away, there is a, a mid-credits scene that is pretty important, obviously, for movies coming up. And I'd say most of the people in the theater did not actually get the uh, no. significance yeah. of it. And but my eleven-year-old did. She yeah. turned. To, oh. She turned to me, and explained to me what it was before I could say anything. And I was so proud. Yeah, you have one of those Austin Powers moments. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm too little to watch movies like that. I've never seen them. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'm off to see it tomorrow, so I'm taking the little ones with me. Not so little ones anymore. Mm-hmm. We're cool. going off to see it tomorrow and. I can't wait myself. So it's good for a treat, and so are you. It's pretty awesome. Okay, then, uh, let's get things started with some articulated news. Big Mac to my house. I'll bring my guys. You have yours. I've got junkyard dogs. It's World Wrestling Federation superstars. I've got Brutus Beefcake. Here's Tory Animal Steel. I've got Great Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steel. They're so real. And Rowdy Rock Piper. Can you tell the difference? Wrestling superstars, they're for real. Each sold separately from LJN. Before we get to our main features, we start each episode with a bit of news. Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. We're not a comprehensive toys news service, but these are just stories that relate to things we're interested in and captured our interest this week. So, guys, what news has caught your eye this week? Um, over to you, Ben, to get the conversation started. Thanks, Justin. I think the big one for pretty much all of us toy collectors is the uh, Maddie Collector announcement of the San Diego Comic Con 2012 exclusives. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but it was extremely underwhelming for me. Yeah, uh, I'm feeling you, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, mean, very it's, underwhelming. Yeah. 
Yeah. It is. And and I think what's – if you're one of the, the, the sort of people who hangs out on forums, discussion forums, um, there's, you know, any number of topics and threads that talk about the, the future of these toy lines and there's always one that seems to revolve around, I guess, predicting what the exclusives are going to be. And there's been quite a bit of a, a bit of a buzz recently about, you know, what we could possibly get from DC Universe Classics. You know, would we finally get something as wild and crazy? Crazy as a as a shining knight and wing victory. Other people were saying that'd no, be a bit more mainstream. Maybe something like Doomsday, perhaps something like a, an in scale Doomsday, or, or maybe you know off the success of Plastic Man, we might finally get you know Elongated Man, and we got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't think anyone predicted that we would actually get nothing. Well, uh, some, somehow I think that uh, having the DC exclusive for Maddie this year being death, uh, maybe a little <laughs> bit symbolic, you know, and I don't know whether or not their Mattel is in on the symbolism or not. Um, but I don't know if, you know, it, it could be a bit of a metaphor. I have a feeling. Look, well, I, mean, yeah. I have to say you know, for anyone who hasn't seen this, the, we don't have a, a, a DC universe classics or even a DC, you know, infinite earths, uh, exclusive what we do have is uh, what uh, seems to be an 8-inch figure of death from the Vertigo Sandman series, which is, you know, interesting for a couple reasons. First of all, because we don't have Sandman, um, <laughs> you know, and secondly, because it's just such a, a – I mean, you know, on its own, it looks great, and I think a lot of people – you know, will be quite interested in it because that's an incredibly popular series and, um, you know, they've obviously done a good job with it, but it's just such a weird direction to go in when the line, you know, is struggling with fan support and with fan confidence at the moment that to me, you know, the exclusive is one place where I would expect them to really put their best foot forward and say, guys, we know that, you know, things are not going very well on some levels at the moment and here's something to give you a bit of confidence and that that's not it for me but yeah. it's not even uh i don't think it was even an instead of like i don't think they build this figure as no no, no. this is this is no. what you're getting instead of this is a oh we just decided to try something new and it's the start of um, a new line that we're we're looking at doing and so there, there were certainly plenty of reveals like there's there's a dozen different items that maddie are doing and um look you know i'm sure some people are over the moon at what they're getting um and <laughs> Well, you know, I know that a lot of people have mentioned that, um, like the tiny titans or whatever they're called, you know, a lot of people have indicated they want to get those for their kids. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I sort of look at these eight-inch staction figures, um, you know, which is death, and I sit there and think, well, she's a tiny girl, so does that mean if she's eight inches tall, then, you know, potentially we're looking at nine or ten-inch for other figures in the series. But the question that, that I would have to ask is, look, you know, I read Sandman, and uh, while I don't worship it um, the way some people do, um, uh, if I was to commit to getting a death figure, what are my chances of getting the rest of the Endless? Hmm. Um, am I going to get Sandman and then, you know, I'll just have a brother and sister duo um, because we never get, you know, we never get the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Now, that, that's the, the DC, you know, side of that. Um, Justin, what do you think about the Masters of the Universe exclusive Vi Vicron? <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> the size says it all, ladies and gentlemen. I think, uh, well, as a as an actual concept to sort of blow blow the socks off people away, I, I'm just not feeling it because this is the 30th anniversary year of Masters of the Universe, where we we wanted something. Well, I guess we wanted something special to celebrate the 30th anniversary. We've had to suffer few through the um, the subscription figure for it, and there's not much happening there either. Mm. Um, now, to buy to have to buy this one figure, you get the extra costume packings with it. But if you want to display all three and you're a loose collector, you're up for 90 smackers straight away. Mm. So you know, I can see people um, really like it on across the board. Um, but uh, yeah, it's not for me. I'll pass on this one. I, I suppose. I mean, while it's certainly not what I might have thought that they would come up with, I suppose that in the 30th anniversary year, you know, to go right back to um, you know, referencing the original ideas for what He-Man might have been, mm-hmm. has, definitely has merit. And and to be fair, I, I think they're a bit damned if they do, damned if they don't with these exclusives because if they you know, put something out that was essential to the line, like, you know, Ram Man that we keep talking about, yeah. well, then people would cry foul because yes. it's an exclusive and they may not be able to get it and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. you know, they can't put something out there that people think is essential. But mm-hmm. then, you know, for me, who I don't have a grasp of the history of the line. I just looked at it at first off and went, say, what? You know, like, <laughs> I just don't get it. Like, um, But now, now it's kind of growing on me now that I... You know, look at it because it's pretty bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it is, and uh, I can understand why people like it. But um, like I said, it's just not for me. It's um, based on Roger Sweet's concept of what He-Man could have been. Could have been a soldier, um, space guy, or, or a warrior, which he turned out to be. So I can understand exactly what they're doing. But like I said, it's um, just not for me. This one. Uh, we mentioned the Tiny Titan set a moment ago, but to me, that's actually the one that that looks the best of the lot. You know, mm, I, I, I my, my kids like Tiny Titans, and I definitely will, you know, get that for them because they they look spot on, um, yeah. and you know that I think that that's fun, um, and we get another Polly Pocket set, <laughs> um, which is you know kind of interesting in its own way, but definitely I didn't realize that this announcement was coming, um, and it, I think that it kind of says something. Did did you guys know that this this announcement was happening? today no no, no i didn't no. Yeah. i have to confess i was actually sitting there thinking the other day when did they actually announce it last year um well they announced it last year with a fair bit of hype if you remember because it was announced on television it was announced on att- right. attack of the show yes. that's yes. right um and so i think that that just the difference in hype between last year and this set says a little something in itself um mm. but because i have to say when i first looked at it i was like is it the 1st of April? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and I noticed also at the end of the press release, Toy Guru says something about, you know, wow, it's such a great time to be a toy collector. Uh. I thought, well, <laughs> not for me, because um, you won't be getting a cent from me. I mean, hey, guys, I, I want to give you my money. But, but yeah, look, I guess if we could take a very, very unusual pause from bashing Mattel and, and say something nice about them, um, did you guys see the announcement of Mirror Master? Yes. yes. 
now has two open hands. And did you see that not only does he have two open hands, his guns actually come with attachments, so you can actually have them open or closed. Mm-hmm. Now, this is an interesting turnaround because in one of the Action Figure Blues Ask Maddie questions a couple of months ago... we That actually... was mine, that was mine. <laughs> the, the... Yeah, some wanker asked a question. Hey. Um, <laughs> the, we did put forward a question from the um, erstwhile Ben Mulder um, asking... Hey, he's got two weapons. He's only got one open hand. Can you do something about it? And we got the, no, that was a four horsemen sculpting decision response. Mm. Um, and there's not time to change it now. So it's interesting, you know, turnaround. I'm thrilled. And I have to say that the, the packaging of these signature, uh, line figures is really growing on me now that we've seen yeah. a couple and particularly with Mirror Master because now he's got, you know, a few different bits of gear and the way that they're laid out in that box, I think it looks really smart. Yeah. Actually, remind me... Oh, sorry, Justin. No, I was just going to say good for mint on card collectors as well. Yeah. Yeah, it actually remind me a lot of the DCD Justice, the way they were sort of packaged. Which is very smart. Yeah, the window box. Like, I've got all my DCD Justice sort of stacked on top of each other along a bookshelf, and they're all standing, sort of staring out of their little plastic prisons at me. (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's a bit of a win. (laughs) Anyways, but, well, yay, Mattel. <laughs> yeah. But, of course, let's let's not go on too much. Let's um, step back a little bit and go go back to the Mattel bashing. And um, Rocket Red. We got some uh, scale photos of mm. Rocket Red. Um, you mean the Jolly next, Red Giant? Standing next to a very perplexed um, dead shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I don't know where to go. I just, I've got no energy anything i just it's like okay yeah give it to me and and lest we get too hung up on how giant he is um can i also just mention that he looks like he's wearing a diaper <laughs> yes yeah, but it's a metal diaper so it's more like a chastity belt oh yeah, so he looks like he's ready for beach volleyball or something yeah, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> yeah. i guess this is the kind of fall the fall down of a, a line where you know i mean that that's just a character that obviously needed a lot more um, custom sculpting than the budget that they have at the moment, and uh, I wish that they'd waited because <laughs> it just it just does not work on any level. So, Boom Mattel, so, we said yeah so a moment ago. Cool. Now we're back to Boom. <laughs> so does that mean he is on the same buck that they used for like Trigon and that that sort of just larger version of their standard buck? Maybe is oh. maybe the Adam Smasher. Yeah, that's the same, that sort of bigger generic buck. But um, but we are just talking about a a normal guy who wears a suit. We're talking like Iron Man situation, aren't we, where you get like a big big Russian dude who's maybe six foot six and you put him in a suit of armour, yet somehow he ends up being ten feet tall. Yeah, from my understanding. And so <laughs> I, just, you, I just, I don't know, I mean... Uh, again, I, I refer back to the group of people all sitting around a table um, and going over this figure and giving it the thumbs up, and nobody at the table went, you know, don't you think he's a little big? Well, I think that, again, it's just the limitations of the sizes that they've got. You know, that they've got that one size, as you said, and so, and, you know, but I, I guess to me he shouldn't be one of the oversized figures. He sh- you know, he should be. I-, I would have rather had him be slightly on the smaller side, and as a regular figure, because you know when you you know I, I went back and did a bit of an image search just to kind of 
see what I thought about this. And, you know, quite often, you know, he's basically just depicted as a tall dude, you know, as a, as yeah, a, big, as a big dude, not a giant. Mm. Yeah, I would have been quite happy with him if he was on, like, the Martian Manhunter buck or something like mm. that. Mm. Yep. Because by the time you add the attach, you know, the armor... Yeah, exactly. He's going to be bulkier anyway. He's going to feel bigger. You could have made him look taller um, by just the little attachments that you put on and the correct size um, metal diaper. Yeah. <laughs> Give him those little bits that make Atrocitus a bit taller. Or, actually, yeah, you could use the Jay Garrick butt. It'd be huge. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> seriously it's like shooting fish in a barrel at the moment yeah we need to plan a hasbro bashing episode yeah well well just just wait wait a little while later in the episode you know (laughs) all balance um okay so over to you now scott with some uh bowen designs news i've got a bit of bowen news um earlier in the year we were expecting a mini bust of Avalanche from the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Um, Bowen has already done mini busts of a number of the characters from that team, and people were very excited that Avalanche was coming along. And Bowen had a, a really unfortunate issue with uh, some quality control with this bust and had to cancel it after it was already back from the factory because the bust itself was coming apart from the base. So there was a small number that made it out there and are going to be extremely rare, um, but the rest had to be scrapped. And at the time, Bowen said that you know they would try to get it resolicited again, but they weren't sure whether or not it would be in this particular phase of um, busts and statues or not. And then just this week, it has been resolicited. Um, same look for the bust. The base is a, a different color from the original, but obviously new factory, new quality control. So that's good news for uh, X-Men mini bust collectors. And it's good news for Bowen as well, because I imagine you know, that, that would have been pretty frustrating for them. And I think it's just a good example of their commitment to people, because you know, overall they have to have ended up losing money on this to have paid for one whole set of busts to be produced and have to throw them away. Um, so good on them for getting it done again, and I'm definitely looking forward to getting mine. Awesome. Okay, I'll just uh, flow on here. we got some uh, Expendables Minimates news. <laughs> now, the best thing about this is that we're going to get uh, we're going to get Sly and Arnie, uh, Eric Roberts, as, <laughs> get, uh, Steve Austin, uh, Jason Statham, Terry Crews, Bruce Willis, and Mickey Rourke. All in that. Uh, what are they? Two two inch scale, I think they are. The mini mates. I've had a look online as well, and um, actually, this could probably push me over the line to actually pick up this set. The, the, the cuteness factor is uh, yeah. alone, basically. So I love how they do the bald head on these things. <laughs> just don't include anything on top and just have the craggly face lines in. But the Mickey Rourke one looks especially good. It does. Is there a property out there that Minimates doesn't do? Yeah, they're doing very well. I they're think it's very well. quite a good idea that they've done this. I mean, they're really taking a bit of a chance. We talked about this with Hunger Games, and that turned out to be a huge film. But, you know, I mean, The Expendables is probably going to be an R-rated film because of its violence. It's, so it's, um, you know, they're definitely uh, aiming it at that sort of, um, that, that unique collector. But uh, I think it's great because there's still characters that they haven't done. So if these are successful, hopefully they'll do the remaining characters. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> mini mates is a a huge thing. You know, you look look at the Marvel ones; they're about to hit fifty waves of Marvel mini mates. You know, wow. you could find another toy line that can say that they've had fifty waves. Mm. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, I'm glad I didn't commit to that. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> um... Was it the version that um, Spider-Ham came in, or was that something else? Uh, I think that was Kubrick's. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Kubrick's. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. it was, from memory. Yeah. Well, yeah. Expendable toys. I know, I know a guy did a great custom of Spider-Ham. Uh, it is a bit of a hack, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Just for our listeners, uh, Justin actually did a custom of Peter Port Spider-Ham, and it's, it's brilliant, absolutely it brilliant. brilliant. Yep. Yeah, when I was collecting good. comics, I always used to look forward to those Marvel, Marvel team-up reprints just to read the um, Spider-Ham at the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I always enjoyed any of that kind of stuff, anything by Fred Hembeck. And, yeah. yeah. Anyway. yeah. So we're digressing. <laughs> one of the characters was a was D-Devil, and the other one, I remember, <laughs> Pun Fisher. How bad oh, that? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. Uh, All right, well, I might actually wrap up the articulated news on that yeah, uh, sour note. <laughs> we'll be right back with Toy of the Week. Pun Fisher. Yeah. Dressed this way, she's a Navy wave. But beneath that uniform, she is the Wonder Woman doll. And now you can create your own Wonder Woman adventures with these other dolls. Major Steve Trevor, Nubia, Wonder Woman, Super Foe. Gotcha, Major. Wonder Woman, hurry! I'll save you, Major, as soon as I tie up a few loose ends. Wonder Woman, Major Steve Trevor, and Nubia dolls sold... Now it's time for one of our feature segments, Toy of the Week. Each episode, we take turns looking at one toy or collectible in detail. These might be new releases, or we might talk about favourite or bizarre items from our collection. This week, Ben, has Toy of the Week, so over to you, buddy. Okay, thanks, Justin. Tonight, I'm reviewing the Leon figure, one-six scale figure from Enterbay. Um, now, before I get underway, uh, this figure is actually based on uh, a character from a movie. So, um, guys, have you actually seen the movie Leon, or a.k.a. The Professional, as it's known? I saw it the first day it came out, when it came out, back when it did come out. <laughs> I, uh, I think I took the day off work or something like that, but I knew I had to go and see this movie just because of the um, the write-ups it was getting. And yep. uh, still to this day, it's one of my favourite movies. I think um, okay, cool. Yeah, Gary Oldman really steals that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's been in a better movie. I, I have not seen this film, I have to confess. My my film viewing is slightly governed by two things. One is having children, and <laughs> then the other is that, you know, I often joke about me not being able to watch movies, but my, it's more my wife um, can only watch two genres of film, which is romantic comedy and light romantic comedy, <laughs> and we actually made up the second genre just to make her feel more diverse. So, you know, I, yeah. So I I don't get to watch a lot of stuff, you know, without without her. So my my viewing is a bit limited by that. So I but I, I I love the actor. If that's any consolation, I know who the actor is. I just don't know the film. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's, well, that's good. That means we've got one in each camp. So uh, I'll move on from there. All right. Well, now the movie is actually called Leon. Um, uh, it was actually released in the US, I think, as The Professional, and it's also been released as Leon The Professional. It was released in 1994. 
film was directed by Luc Besson, a French director. And he actually hasn't done a lot of action films for over a decade now. He uh, tends to do kiddie films and sort of romantic arty films. Um, yeah, for those that haven't seen the movie, the, the plot is uh, about a fellow named Leon Montana, and he's uh, this kind of socially awkward, illiterate um, hitman living in New York City. He refers to himself as a cleaner, and he basically accepts uh, contracts from this mafia go-between fellow named Tony, who's played by Danny Aiello. Um, so, you know, Leon pretty much keeps to himself, but... Um, when uh, a family is actually murdered in a hotel room just down from his, uh, he sort of unwittingly becomes the unofficial guardian of uh, a 12-year-old girl named Matilda when he allows her into his apartment and he actually saves her life. Um, and you know, I won't go into too much more detail, but uh, this movie is, is pretty amazing. Now, Leon, the, the, the title character, is actually played by Juan Moreno Herrera Jimenez, who is better known to well the rest pronounced. of us as... Yeah, I was very impressed very by much. that. Me too. Um, he is known to the world as Jean Arano. <laughs> I'm glad I can help. <laughs> All right. Uh, he has actually shortened his name. Uh, he is now known as Jean Arano. Um, most people actually think that he's French, but he's actually not. Um, he was actually born in Morocco to Spanish parents. Uh, it's just that he moved to France when he was 17 to actually uh, study acting. And he basically got his start in French cinema. So that's why he's kind of associated um, with France. But uh, um, I won't talk about the film too much more, but oh, oh actually I will because I love it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I found out this figure was coming, um, I really uh, I had to have it because I just I love this film. Um, I actually first got wind of this film when I saw a trailer for it on Entertainment Tonight. That was actually back when they actually used to show stuff like that rather than Kim Kardashian's latest nightclub appearance or whatever it's <laughs> <Yeah>. become today. <laughs> and autopsy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. But um, I actually saw the trailer on uh, Entertainment Tonight, and I thought, gosh, that you know, that's the guy from La Femme Nikita, and because uh, uh, Jean Reno actually played a, a similar kind of character in uh, another Luc Besson film, where he was a, uh, a cleaner. And so I actually lost track of the film for a while, and um, it didn't come out here in Australia. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. But uh, then I came across it on Laserdisc. Remember those? Anyone? Anyone? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No one remember remember, remember laser them. discs. I never had them, but I remember. Yes, them. I remember. Yep. <laughs> um, well, I ended up copying the laser disc onto VHS, and I just I watched it over and over again, and I, I just fell in love with this film. Everything about it is is fantastic, and. Um, over the years, I even tracked down several versions of the movie poster. I've got the US and Australian one-sheets. Um, I also found a, a UK quad for the film. Um, and I've actually even got a French subway poster, which is gigantic. It's kind of the size of a queen-size bed. And, um, you know, I have lobby cards. And, yeah, let's just say I just love this film. So, all right, well, moving on to the figure. Um, this uh, figure actually came out year, uh, 2011. I think it was about sort of September, October that it was first sort of scheduled to come out. And it's from Enterbay. And Enterbay is a Chinese company that's been around since about 2005. Um, I think they're sort of one of the main rivals to Hot Toys. They, they've done quite a few properties like Bruce Lee, Scarface and The Godfather, etc. And uh, so, it was, yeah, it was an interesting choice that they decided to do, Leon. Uh, there obviously hasn't been any solicitations for other characters from the film. And as Justin mentioned, mentioned uh, Gary Oldman actually plays a corrupt DEA agent 
in uh, in the film. Uh, he's the, the main uh, antagonist. So this figure, when uh, I first got a hold of it, uh, I was actually pretty blown away because the packaging uh, is actually quite different and it's really hard to describe. So I'm going to have to include some photos for the um, for the interactive podcast. It's it's not your standard kind of window box packaging or even a window box packaging with a like a flap. It's it's this heavy card box which is. Um, from the outside, it's actually very simple. It's got this kind of white embossed image, and it's a, a very famous image of Renault as Leon, and he's kind of just looking up at the sky with his, his round sunglasses and his beanie on, and uh, um, then it's just got the title of the film at the bottom. But when you actually get the box, you when you open the flap, it, um, it has three compartments, and it kind of unfolds to reveal the three separate compartments. And uh, obviously one of the compartments has the figure, and the other two compartments contain the accessories. And um, if you're wondering, like, you know, two compartments for accessories, it's like, yep, it's actually got that many accessories. But <laughs> I'll get on to those later. Um, so, all right, well, moving on, the, the sculpt and the paint on this figure, um, if most of you probably know Jean Renault uh, from movies, he was in Ronan and Godzilla and uh, a bunch of other stuff. He's, he's kind of a, a unique-looking individual. Um, he doesn't sort of blend in very easy. Uh, he's got sort of shallow-set eyes and he's got that sort of Mediterranean hook nose and... The, the sculptors have actually done a pretty amazing job to actually capture his likeness. Oh, they, they've kind of made... Head sculpt's fantastic, I think. Yeah, it is, away. yeah. And I think it's not just the sculpt. When you, you, you look at it up close, the, the, the sort of the way they've painted his stubble, uh, he, he looks like one of those guys who has five o'clock shadow by about half past ten, and um, the way they've sort of textured it and, and it sort of blends into the rest of his face uh, and, and the way the hair meets the, the forehead, it's very, very nice. It's kind of Hot Toys quality in the okay. way it sort of bleeds in. So, yeah, and the, the paint looks good. Like the, the skin tones, they aren't shiny or anything like that. They don't come across as sort of rubbery or plasticky looking. It, it really does uh, look quite well sort of textured and painted. So the sculpt and paint are, are fantastic. Um, the body that uh, they've used for this figure is actually, um, it's the real masterpiece for version 2 body, which is very, very similar to the true type body as far as articulation goes. It's got all the usual double knees and elbows, and it's actually got the ankles that rock forward and sideways, which is actually really important for when you're, you're sort of trying to pose those wider leg stances. Um, the only thing against this buck that I'm not a big fan of is I think the neck is actually a bit too long. Um, when when Leon is sort of posed with his uh, his long trench coat on, um, he looks uh, normal. He looks good. But if you take his trench coat off, the, the long neck is kind of obvious. And so, you know, Jean Renault is a big man at the best times. He's, uh, he's six foot two. And so he looks even more gangly with this long neck. So... Um, though I don't know why you'd be posing him with his his um, coat off because it's kind of a bit of a signature piece. Hmm. Um, so speaking of which, the the figure actually I, I got out my tape measure and he's thirty point five centimeters tall with his shoes on. So that's a just a fraction over twelve inches, and in the one six scale that actually equates to six foot tall. So he's he's pretty close to the actual six foot two of the actor. All right, well, moving on just to the rest of the body, I guess. He actually comes with 10 hands. So he comes Whoa. with 
Um, yeah. And there's uh, there's obviously five of uh, five left and five right. And you sort of look and you go, gosh, why does he need that many hands? But they've really done an amazing job. So you, you get the two fists, so you can do the closed fist. You get the um, two relaxed, just sort of general open hands. Uh, you get the two gun hands, so you can hold a, a gun in each hand. But there's actually a sort of pretty um, pretty important scene early on where we sort of establish how sort of deadly Leon is where he holds a, a knife against a guy's throat. And so you actually get a, a hand that's um, made specifically to hold the knife. Um, and Leon also, with his weapons, he has a type of... Um, it looks kind of like a bit of a an older style medicine bag that you used to see the doctors have 100 years ago, one of those big wide lead cases. And so there's actually a left hand that is specifically for carrying his case. So, yeah, it's actually pretty amazing. And uh, I actually can't think of another figure that, that came with that many hands. I'll have to ask Andy how many Blade came with. So that's that's pretty impressive. I think Doesn't the um, upcoming Hot Toys Nick Fury figure come with 300 hands? I think so. <laughs> that's right. Uh, just a question about the hands. You know, one thing that I notice sometimes with Hot Toys hands is that um, you know, that they have those bendable fingers that can be reposed, and often you're basically getting kind of two sets of the same hands, just preposed in slightly different ways. But they can be, you know, bent to others. Is is this different? Like the the gun hand, you know, is fixed in the gun pose, or? Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty sort of hard kind of plastic. You know, okay. there's just that little bit of give that you can, um, which which you want because you obviously don't want a, a gun to to end up quite loose in his hands. So, yeah, the that particular body, the plastic is quite um, quite hard. So, okay. but the good thing is, yeah, you've you've got hands for every possible combination and I guess I'll, I'll get to that um, a bit later on. Um, look, the clothing's pretty much as you'd expect. They've absolutely nailed the the look from the film. He comes with his, his black pants and he wears kind of like a, quite often wears a long sleeve white t-shirt sort of thing and uh, they've got that. Plus his trademark suspenders, his braces um, and his, his obvious socks and shoes. He actually comes with a spare black t-shirt which um, at one stage he was wearing, but uh, really, you know, you want to leave him in the, the, the trademark get-up that he has. Yeah. Uh, something I'll also mention in clothing is in the film, uh, Leon wears this custom leather, uh, I don't know what you would call it, it's kind of like a harness that he wears over his body, and it's it's obviously a custom get-up that he just fits all his gear into, like his guns and knives and grenades and you name it, and he wears that under his, his overcoat. And he As actually comes with that. And, yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> and you can fully kit him out. Everything fits somewhere. So it's, um, it's, it's a little bit on the, the flimsy side. Like it's one of those things I think you'd have to be really careful as you're pushing all the bits into the relevant um, slots on the harness. But it, it certainly looks great. So... Also, moving on then, when it comes to the weapons, um, once again, they've just gone crazy. Um, he actually comes with six different handguns. Um, oh, Leon. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's very cool. Um, 
he uses quite a few different weapons in the film. Uh, he's obviously not sort of faithful to a particular weapon. I think he just uses whatever's handy. Um, and so they've actually done their research. And as far as I can tell, every handgun he comes with is actually one from the film that he used. So um, he comes with the, the traditional Beretta 92, which... Um, uh, you know, for anyone that pays attention, I think that's pretty much the standard 9mm handgun in action movies. Um, you know, Mel Gibson used it in Lethal Weapon, and uh, it's quite sort of common. Um, one of the other ones that, that people who have seen the film might remember is the, um, the Smith & Wesson that he hands to uh, Natalie Portman's character. She plays Matilda. It was her very first film role, actually. Wow. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. It... Um, at one stage in the film, she, she talks about wanting to become his apprentice and he, he just won't have anything to do with it. So he just hands her a gun and says, here you go, you can go and clean. And she takes this revolver, walks over, sticks it out the window and just starts firing randomly into the street. And, of course, Leon just freaks out. And so that's one of the guns that's actually included. Um, but in addition, like the, they've made a bit of an effort with the guns, um, as I mentioned, but yeah, you also get two silencers. So you can actually attach a silencer to the end of the Beretta. Um, and most of them actually have moving parts, so you can pull the slides back on the pistols, the, uh, the revolvers actually have rotating cylinders and that sort of thing. Um, it, it sounds great. The, my only real complaint is that I don't think they've gone into enough detail on the weapons. I think that they're, they're sort of, you know, the one of the Beretta 92s is, um, is meant to be a, a stainless steel pistol, and so it's done in a silver colour, but I just think there could have been that little bit more attention to detail with a bit of a wash and a bit of a, a dry brush highlight just to sort of give it that little bit of realism. So uh, but I think I've been sort of spoiled by some of the things that, that Hot Toys do. Mm. But, look, as far as other accessories go, uh, you get the, the aforementioned knife that I mentioned. Um, there's a scene where Leon uh, uses bolt cutters to actually cut one of those door chains to get into an apartment. And so he actually comes with his his bolt cutters. Um, uh, I don't know, I should have mentioned it in his um, clothing, but he comes with his trademark round sunglasses that, that you see him wearing. Um, his little beanie, he's got this, uh, Jean Reno sort of doesn't have much hair in the film, so he wears this little beanie everywhere. Um, where, where this really stands out for me, and I think it's really quite amazing that they've gone through the effort, is he actually comes with a pot plant. And for most people, they're like, a pot plant? Like, I don't get it. Um, but, you know, for those of us who have seen the film, the pot plant is actually really important to the story, um, particularly the ending of the film. And so the fact that he actually comes with this pot plant and you can actually pose this figure uh, and have one, use one of the hands to have him sort of holding this, this pot plant, it's actually pretty funny. Um, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's cool. It looks good. It's just sort of this um, plastic sort of, it almost looks like a bit of an aquarium plant, but uh, they've done well. Uh, and the other thing I think where it really stands out is Leon is obviously fairly sort of committed. He, he stays fit. You see him sort of exercising in the film. He doesn't drink or smoke or anything, and he's always drinking milk, and you know, he's going on about how important it is. And it actually comes with a little plastic glass with milk in it, and you can actually... The milk is a solid piece, and you can actually take it out. So you can actually have him with a glass and no milk, or you can have a glass full of milk. <laughs> it also comes with three milk cartons. <laughs> so, you know, it, 
if you were so inclined, you could actually pose him holding this glass in his hand and holding a, a carton in the other hand so that he's pouring the milk into the glass. So, um, you know, I, they've just gone crazy with the accessories. It really is, um, it is pretty amazing. So you also get the traditional stand. So for those people who you know, have to use those metal stands to, to keep their figures from falling over, you get one of those. It's, it's pretty bulky. Um, I try to avoid stands wherever I can. So, look, I just, um, this thing for me is a dream come true. It's, um, it's just astonishingly good, uh, I, I, you know, to actually get a figure of, of Leon. So, obviously, the film must resonate with a lot of people out there, and obviously the guys at Enterbay liked it enough to actually track down the, um, the rights to, to merchandising. Uh, one of the so, things that I'm really impressed by, you mentioned the, his beard before, but just looking at the, the way that they've sculpted and painted his hair, um, you know, it it's almost got that kind of photo quality look that Hot Toys does. You know, you really, if you if you just glanced at, you know, one of these uh, photos, you would think that it was a photo of him. And, uh, you yeah. know, I, I don't know if that bears up on close inspection with your your own piece, but certainly yeah. you know it, it photographs well. Yeah, it, it certainly does. I mean, I I remember seeing photos online and thinking how amazing it was, and then getting it in my hands, and um, they the detail is there. Uh, I, one thing about this figure, which I've just sort of I scratched my head, is normally when I I get a figure, say like a Hot Toys Predator, I've already decided pretty quickly how I want to pose them, like whether I want the helmet on or off, whether I want them using a particular weapon. But this figure has just so many possibilities. Like, do you, do you want him with a gun in each hand as if he's uh, about to go into action? Or do you want him strolling down the street carrying his gun case and his pot plant? Um, you know, do you want his beanie and sunglasses on? Like it's some... Um, yeah, I'm going to have to just... I don't know. <laughs> so I think it's one of those ones I will probably revisit and just change every now and then because, um, and I mean the gun, oh, I actually, sorry, I didn't mention the, the gun case or I, I did at one stage, but the actual accessory, he does come with this, this sort of leather um, medicine bag and, you know, it, it opens up and it has these little drawers in it and you can actually take all the, the grenades that he wears on that harness and they've all got slots for them in the, in the case and you can sort of put all these handguns lined up in the, in the case and the silencers in another slot and uh, yeah, it's, um, it's just amazing the amount of detail they've gone through with this figure. So where does this fit for you in the chronology of your you know, 12-inch high-end figure buying? Is this something that you, know, you got before you started buying Hot Toys or...? Yeah, I uh, at the time that I got this figure, the only one I owned was the Hot Toys Berserker from Predators, and irrespective of whether I had no 12-inch figures or lots of 12-inch figures, this one would have been a definite. There, um, I would have got this figure irrespective of what scale it was in. Um, just as soon as I saw the fact that uh, there have actually been a couple of figures of Leon in the past, a couple of other companies have had a go and. Uh, to, to say that they didn't capture his likeness is an understatement. Um, okay. They were pretty hideous figures, and I just didn't go near them. And so I, I saw this one. The figure is actually quite expensive. I think it um, it retailed in the vicinity of about two hundred and thirty US dollars. But aye, aye, for, aye. yeah, 
there. It was quite expensive. I mean, it's right up there with a, a Hot Toys type price, but I was actually really lucky in that I got mine through uh, a friend who had um, access to wholesale stuff. And so I only paid about 155 for mine. So that really sort of, um, you know, ups the, the the win factor, I guess, for this figure that it is so good and I got it for such a great price. Oh, that is good. The thing yeah, I like so. about it, Ben, is that you, the link is supplied. It's the standard, well, his classic pose, I should say, with his beanie and glasses on. And he's holding that, uh, his, his weapons case. But the thing you notice that in the movie, he's such an awkward... Um, sort of solitary guy and one thing you notice in the movie that his pants are quite high and when you look yes. at the figure <laughs> you can see that there's that gap over his uh, shoes yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's incredible the attention to detail to even capture that aspect in this uh, figure is it's just it's a great figure <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's one of the things I noticed on the figure. I, I, just referring back to the Leon character from the film, uh, you've got this guy who is this super smooth contract killer. He's just so confident and slick in the way he executes, well, executes his executions, I guess. Um, <laughs> but then in, you know, quite quickly you see him around Matilda, who's this, this, you know, free-spirited 12-year-old girl, and he just completely falls apart. You know, his naivety shines through, and he's like this big kid. And I guess to emphasise that, he he's kind of, the way they've sort of portrayed Leon, he's, he's sort of got these high-waisted pants, and, you know, they don't quite come down to his shoes. Um, you know, he wears the suspenders. He's quite goofy and, and gangly. Um, and so they've even replicated that in the figure, that, you know, you can sort of see his ankles. His, his pants are not long enough. Uh, I mean, really the only thing missing with this figure, I think, um, is the oven mitt that looks like a pig. All <laughs> the... <It's like, laughs> The the uh, the straps he puts to the mattress to do his sit ups. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, they've they've just gone yeah out of their way. So um, uh, it is a bit of a shame that we'll never get any of the other characters. I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe never say never, but um, I think it's highly unlikely. Awesome. So very impressive. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. nice indeed. Okay, yeah. anything else to add, guys, or is that about it for Toy of the Week? Yeah, look, I'll probably just wrap up and say that, look, I'm, I'll give this uh, probably 9 out of 10 dollies. Awesome. <laughs> Keeping them honest again. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay, well, that wraps up Toy of the Week. When we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collection this week. Now, you can have your own special Captain Planet adventure with your favourite planeteers. There's Wheeler, who has the power of fire, and the daring Linka, with the power of wind. You can even use the Planeteer's eco-cycle, and your own power rings will let you call Captain Planet. Bring him to the rescue and save the Earth. Captain Planet and the Planeteers, now available at Kmart. We're all here because we collect, so feeding the addiction is where we take time to check in with each other and discuss any new acquisitions or pre-orders we've made. Uh, I'll hand this over to you, Scott. 
to uh, get the conversation going. Okay, I just got one new thing this week, and that was my Bowen Designs Hawkeye statue. I've been a little bit nervous waiting for this because there have been some uh, photos up on the web of some statues with not very good paint apps, some bubbling and uh, not very good line work, um, but mine's perfect. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm... I'm pretty happy. I'm not super picky. I mean, like, you know, in terms of, you know, I'm not going to go over it with a fine tooth comb and a microscope to find flaws. Um, but in terms of the, um, s- some of the bubbling and issues, and Bowen did actually say that they weren't happy with the job that the factory did on this particular piece and that they wouldn't be using them again. Um, so, you know, I just was waiting to see what mine from Big Bad Toy Store was going to look like, and I'm really happy with it. Um, it's a, Kacharik Brothers sculpt, and um, it's, I'm really happy with it as a museum piece. You know, the, the Bowen Hawkeye um, action statue where he's uh, kind of leaning up on a rock and drawing back his bow is a fantastic piece and one that, um, you know, I probably will never be able to afford to pick up on the secondary market. So, you know, I'm happy with that they've put out this new version and uh yeah it's it's a great piece i'm delighted with it and that's the only thing that i got this week cool sigh of relief then (laughs) yeah well particularly because you know when you're an international buyer you know returning things is a pretty Mm. pricey undertaking you know obviously if i wasn't happy with it i could return it to big bad toy store but the return postage is international and that's on me. Um, so I was very happy not to have to do that. Okay, cool. Awesome. Uh, Ben, over to you then. Yeah, well, I, I'm more than happy to, um, to be the opposite side of the coin to Scott. Um, (laughs) this week I got the Bowen designs, uh, ultimate captain America metallic site, uh, the metallic variant website, exclusive captain America. Um, and yeah. Is that the, okay. sorry, that's the ultimate Captain America metallic website exclusive Captain America. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, this, I think I mentioned during the review of Thor, uh, last week that Thor was my second repeat character. This was actually my first. Uh, this one I pre-ordered through the Statue Marvels guys, uh, quite some time ago. And at first I wasn't, I really liked it and I wasn't going to get it, but I've actually got the original Captain America uh, Bowen statue. I think it was probably about the fifth or sixth statue that he did. And um, I just, this one was just different enough that uh, it really sort of caught my eye. It's, it's not quite the, the full Ultimates costume. Like he looks like he's actually wearing a, a mask rather than sort of a helmet. Um, and but you know he's actually got lace-up boots instead of the traditional pirate boots as they're referred to. Um, so yeah, that's the statue I got this week. And um, to counter Andy's, uh, sorry, <laughs> to counter Scott's <laughs> comment about the paint, um, yeah, this was quite the talk online uh, about this statue because the paint was actually quite bad, and uh, mine is actually one of those. Um, from afar, uh, it looks fine. Uh, if you're sort of standing sort of three or four feet away looking at it, uh, it's it's a beautiful statue. There's no doubt about it. It's sculpted by um, a guy named Tron. I'm sure that's not his real name. Um, <laughs> and with Randy assisting. And 
And the reason it's a variant is because the, the first Ultimate Captain America statue actually has his shield on his back, and that didn't interest me at all because Cap's shield is, you know, that's what I want to see. So this version actually has his head tilted a different way, and he's actually holding the shield in front of him. Um, and it's, it's a beautiful sculpt. Like, it looks amazing. The metallic paint just jumps out. However, um, it looks like it was painted in the dark by a 12-year-old with a lazy eye. Um, <laughs> you know, That's discriminatory it, to 12-year-olds with lazy eyes who paint in the dark. Oh, I know. And, you know, I'm going to call them out to say that I, I, have a, I suspect that they're all rubbish. Um, I know a lot... A lot of people online complained about their shield. Um, the shield had chips out of it. Um, others had discoloration where they'd um, crossed colours and things like that. Uh, my shield is flawless. Uh, it's it's just perfect. However, there are some serious, serious issues, paint issues with this statue. Um, again, someone online said that Randy is no longer using and that I should feel better. And it's like, well, it's nice that he's no longer using that factory, but no, I don't feel any better because, you know, you're talking a high-end collectible and so you expect, um, you know, you, you expect uh, sort of that, that top-notch effort that you see on other Bowen statues. Mm. And this is one of those ones where they've slopped blue paint on his skin. They've slopped the skin colour on the blue. There's even a point on the back where they've painted the star on his back in white and the paint has actually run off the star and sort of pulled on the top of his belt. Um, wow. The stripes, the red and white stripes on his abdomen, um, they haven't used any kind of masking. They painted them freehand uh, and they've painted them badly. Wow. Mm. Um, and, of course, there was all the options of being able to send this statue back. But, um, look, I got it through Statue Marvels, and Al, who runs the site, was fantastic. It was a website exclusive, um, and, you know, that, that usually rules out international collectors. Um, and Al uh, and Jean do a fantastic job of looking after their international fans, so, you know, full props to them. But this will be the first ever statue that I will take my paintbrush to. Um, I plan, this this statue is so bad, but um, I I plan to actually sit it on my work desk and touch it up. So, yeah, so that was a pretty long-winded what I got this week. (laughs) I mean, which is just something that you should not have to do for that price point. Oh, definitely not. Yeah. Look, it's you know, as I said, it's from a distance you you don't really notice it. Um, but then the closer you get, I did post some photos on Statue Marvels, and all the guys agreed that I wasn't being picky. Mm-hmm. They just said, "Look, that's unacceptable." I mean, even on his left hand behind his shield, you can actually see there's sticking out from his hand. There's actually a paintbrush bristle. Oh, oh my goodness. So, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I've carefully plucked that off with some tweezers. But um, and, and it's just things like, for example, uh, with the ultimate cap, he, he has the belt, obviously, around his waist with the pouches, but they also go up and around shoulders as well. And so that sort of that leather harness or, or whatever you'd call it, they've obviously painted the statue with the metallic blue, and that includes the belt and the pouches. And then they've actually come back and painted over the blue on the harness with the brown but there's actually areas um, in between the pouches where they haven't quite got to it so there's blue bits all over the harness everywhere um, you know and some people got some well painted statues so I can only imagine that if there were say 20 people sitting there painting the you know this run of statues then you, you get one bad painter and you know every 20th statue has a subpar paint job so 
Yeah, it's a bit disappointing. And another reason I decided to keep this one is because um, a lot of people have actually sent theirs back. And I figure for every person that sends theirs back because it's substandard, um, I assume those statues either get destroyed or um, they're certainly not, not released back you know, into the public. So um, I'm quite happy to keep this one. If it becomes scarce, I'll just, uh, yeah, I'll just clean it up myself. <laughs> oh, what a bummer. Yeah. Hmm. But no, that's not you know not to tarnish Bowen. I mean you know um, most of his stuff is just sensational. I, you know this is my first dodgy one, so. And uh, you know they have been pretty open about the fact that they've been having some issues with factories. Um, you know that's yeah. one reason why their minibus output has been lower this year is because they just you know have had been having trouble um, getting good factories to do it, and you know it must be. Very frustrating for them as well, you know, I can only imagine, but it kind of doesn't take away from the fact that you're paying a price that really means you shouldn't have to deal with. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Justin? Anything new for you? Well, guys, I think this podcast is a lot more popular than we know because Uh (laughs) my purchasing of back Defender issues on eBay... I've noticed in the past couple of weeks that prices and interest has really shot up. Ooh. So what I'm going <laughs> to do from now on, I'm going to still collect them, but I'm not going to tell anyone else That's that I'm right. still collecting them. <laughs> I'll announce it when I have a full set. That's right. Well, that's why I didn't say, you know, last week I refrained from saying what my current DC Direct statue grill is because it's so hard to find. I don't want, need anyone else competing with me. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so. That was difficult. I actually had to bid on every statue I found just to spite you. Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh. Eli's probably got some bookbinding uh, thing going on with Defenders back issues now as well. <laughs> 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 okay, guys, if uh, no one has anything else to report, it's time to award another red card to something or someone in a toy universe. What is this bizarro world? Red Carded is a chance to poke fun at the what-the-fuck moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, a complete fail action figure, or worse. Handing out the panel this week is Scott, so over to you, Scott. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) I was about to say Andy. Thank you, Justin. Nice to hear from you, Justin. Um, This week, just to shake things up, (laughs) the red card goes to Hasbro. Nazis! Nazis! No, 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 not Nazis. (laughs) Leave the poor Nazis alone. That's right. Um, good grief. Who else could we offend? We've offended, you know, twelve year blind twelve year olds or or tr- Chinese blind twelve year olds anyway. We, um the red card goes to Hasbro. And the reason is i got this from uh looking at the packaged pics of the six inch Avengers figures, which actually look fantastic. Um uh, and after uh, pardon? They do look good, yeah. They do. They, you know, I, I'm pretty impressed with them. I think that, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Hawkeye figure looks fantastic, and the Hulk, you know, looks great. But once again, as we've seen over and over with all this Avengers merchandise that's coming out at the moment, at least, there's no Black Widow. And you know, I, I'm just, I'm very skeptical of the whole, you know, oh, female toys don't sell. Thing I mean, you know, I know that you can find lots of examples where that is the case, but you know, in this day and age, where you know, my daughter um, 
came to me with this film and absolutely loved this film. And, you know, there are, there's a, a growing female fan base, but also Black Widow is an incredibly popular character. Other figures of Black Widow, like the original Marvel Legends, Black Widow, that was a very hard figure to, to find. Um, it, not to mention that Scarlett Johansson is, you know, an incredibly popular actress, not just amongst, you know, females, but amongst the male fan base that these are assumably, um, targeted at. Why aren't we getting Black Widow figures? Yeah. Oh, look, I was very keen for a, a, um, a six-inch ScarJo figure. I planned on getting a couple of them because I wanted at least one that I could completely paint, like flesh tone. Oh, oh dear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a different what the fuck kind of moment. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Moving on. Um, yeah. <laughs> the um, yeah, you know, and it's not just from this one line, but. You know, there's a lot of merchandise out there already. We've been seeing it for quite a while, and there's very little, very little Black Widow stuff yeah. that, that that I can yeah. see. She's getting left out over and over again, and uh, I think it's poor. I, first of all, I'm not interested in collecting these if I can't have the whole team. Yeah, that's yeah. an odd one, isn't you it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's silly from that perspective, but also just from the you know, it's 2012. The you know one of the things that I loved about the movie was that you know Black Widow as a character absolutely holds her own in that movie. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson as an actress absolutely holds her own in that movie. I think that you know to me her her role in it was one of my favorite bits of it. Um, and you know we've got a fan base for this that is not just male; it's female as well. But we're not going to get the Black Widow toys in the way that we are going to get other toys as well. And so for that reason, get with the times, Hasbro. You get the red card this week. Riley given as well. Okay, after that. <laughs> did, coming up sorry, after I, that book. Sorry? No, I was just going to say, did anyone notice how with those Avengers figures, they've all got their names on the front, like obviously Captain America or Thor, but Hawkeye is actually called Marvel's Hawkeye. And I'm like, <laughs> Which other Hawkeye? I mean, like, you know, is there a MASH figure in the aisles that I don't know about? Um, I love that Alan Alder on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to get them mixed up. That would be embarrassing, wouldn't it? You know, get your Alan Alder figure mixed up with your Jeremy Renner figure in the Hasbro did someone, aisle. Yeah. Did someone release, like, Last of the Mohicans figures or something? Like, I'm just trying to work out what other Hawkeye they're getting confused with. I would say, um, it, mm. I would say it's probably some sort of trademark issue, yeah. you know, because we see that you know, occasionally with other figures, um, both on the DC and the Marvel side, where what they get named on the packaging is either slightly different or it has the DCs or the Marvels beforehand. And mm. so I, I'd say that it probably is a, a trademark issue for something. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. But don't confuse things. We, we <laughs> oh, want Black yeah, Widow. Sorry. We want Scarlet. <laughs> you get the red card. Oh, okay. Coming up after that, World Deserve Fail is our discussion topic of the week. Our topic of the week is movie tie-in toys. 
If it wasn't for a plucky young upstart by the name of George Lucas persuading 20th Century Fox to hand over toys and merchandise rights to a silly little film by the name of Star Wars in the late 70s, who knows what we would have missed out on. No Ash from The Evil Dead, no Batman Tumblr from Hot Toys, and the world would have been a darker place without any Hellboy movie figures. But for every Death Star playset, there is a side of beef from the Rocky Line, or for every Hot Toys Christopher Reeve, there is a Frasier movie beast. So, let's discuss the good, the bad and the ugly from the world of movie tie-in toys. So, I'll probably hand it over to you first, Ben, and just say, um, what movie toy, tie-in toys are among your favourites and why? Oh, look, I think easily for me it has to be the Mezco Hellboy figures. Um, they were just perfect, uh, absolutely perfect. You know, sort of that 7-inch scale, fairly large, but... The, the detail and the figures, um, the, the little sort of extras that they packed in, um, I just thought were amazing. And, uh, you know, I couldn't wait for the second movie because I knew that it, it meant more toys. And But they also did a really good job with things like variants as well. You know, there ended up being about sort of five different Hellboys, so you could sort of take your pick whether you wanted him, you know, with a trench coat or without. And So, yeah, they're definitely probably my my favorite tie-in toys ever because um you know who doesn't love toys based on one of their favorite characters yeah yeah, good point um over to you scott Uh, what movie tie-in toys are among your favorites first of all justin i have to say that was an awesome intro oh thank you that that was an awesome (laughs) intro that was that was so good Um, uh, a a long a long sort of uh, line of script and i thought (laughs) i'll please just get through it once no no no, i don't i don't mean just you know the your elocution of it i mean that your your writing of it it was it's great like yeah it's good um if i was gonna go vintage obviously i mean star wars is the movie tie-in toy line isn't it um you know that that thing has just taken on a, a life of its own and certainly um i think that the you know the breadth and the the depth of it is something that certainly caught the imaginations of kids at the time and you know for collectors of our vintage it's something that you can often trace back to you know certainly i i had them i still have a lot of them and even though i don't collect it anymore um and but just you know the depth of it it was going to um go modern i think i'd, I'd have to say hasbro's iron man um, the three and three quarter figures, I th- you know, even though that's not my necessarily my favorite scale, I think that they really did a great job of, um, you know, t- taking uh, not just the the movie toys, but also being able to expand that to bring in some comic figures uh, as well and do a great job with it. And you know, overall, I think that what Hasbro's done with all of the the recent Marvel movies has been pretty impressive but i really do like the the original waves of the iron man movie three and three quarter line from hasbro that'd have to be one of my favorites cool i'd, I'd have to agree probably with both of you there star wars for me and the the mezco hellboy toys were, were really good as well um when you talk about the iron man even the iron man uh, movie six inch scale uh figures that came out I don't think um, anyone expected them to be as good as they actually turned out to be as well. Hmm. I think they're really yeah. uh, classic movie representation toys indeed. Hmm. Yeah, I have to absolutely agree. I, uh, as I've mentioned probably a couple of times, I'm not big on repeat characters. Give me uh, one good figure um, of a character and I'm happy, but I think Iron Man is my exception because he does have so many different suits of armour 
And so between the two Iron Man films, the, the six-inch scale was just littered with some really groovy variant armour. You know, there was, there was obviously the movie ones... Um, and there was the, obviously the variations that, that we know of, but then there were the prototype series as well, um, and they just gave us some some great stuff. So yeah, I, I eagerly snapped those up. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, I'll throw this back to you again, Ben. And um, have you seen a movie that it, that you enjoyed, uh, and you enjoyed it enough that you then sought out the toys afterwards? Yeah, the one that actually come that comes to mind straight away is Toy Story. Uh, I I actually resisted getting Toy Story figures for the first two films, um, but you know my wife and I just love the Toy Story films, and so we were really excited to see the third one. And we just loved the third Toy Story film so much; it just it was a, a perfect closure to the series. And uh, the only I, thing I, wrong with that for me, I kept getting stuff in my eyes, and yeah, it was very dusty, very dusty theatre. Yeah, you get hay fever too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> It was like uh, thinking towards the end of that movie going, no, they're not going to end it like this. this they're not going to end it like this. I've got my kids with me. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. And they all died. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, I, I just loved it so much. I thought that uh, I, I just had to pay tribute to the – you know everybody involved by picking up some of these figures um so you know it wasn't for me it was uh it was just my way of saying thanks to them so oh, i was obliged yeah. to do it yeah um so yeah i actually picked up a few of the oh, i don't know what scale i mean let's just let's just call them six inch scale figures but um i, I had actually came i had come very close to buying one of the large electronic buzz light years and i just was never able to sort of pull the trigger but my uh, my beloved other half actually bought me one of the um, electronic Buzz Lightyears, and so he grabbed it, sits on top of the shelf. So yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. same question over to you then, Scott. The one that comes to mind for me is one of my favourite films, which is Shaun of the Dead. Yes. Um, which you know, now I don't do horror movies, but I do have a thing about zombie movies. Um, and Shaun of the Dead's that kind of good mix of, you know, not... It's got some genuinely scary bits in it, but it, it is just hilarious, and it's the comedy, um, the comic element of that, you know, a no-hoper guy trying to get his girlfriend back in the middle of a zombie apocalypse in Britain. You know, so, um, oh, he's got an arm off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, I just, I love that movie, and NECA, our, friend, our friends at NECA, correct pronunciation, um, mm-hmm. did... Uh, they did some twelve inch. They did a twelve inch Sean figure, but then they did a six inch Sean and also a six inch two pack of Sean and Ed from that movie. And I have both of those, and they're actually um, still in the package in in my office at work because um, it obviously don't fit with the collection. But um, you know, they they did a great job of those. Not just great likenesses, but great accessories as well. Sean comes with his cricket bat and his bouquet of flowers that he you know drags around throughout the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, that you know that's certainly something that I, I didn't even know that they uh, had action figures. I'm pretty sure I came across them on eBay and just thought, oh, gotta have those. Um, you know, great, great, weird movie to have tie-in toys in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it just shows kind of how iconic uh, the the looks from 
the, the main characters from that movie have become that they work as action figures. So yeah, that, that, that would be an example for me. Mm, awesome. Um, for me, uh, I sought out the electronic uh, Wally from the same movie. Wally. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was good for me. I really yeah, enjoyed actually, that film. Yeah, that's a good point. I did actually pick up a, a Wally for, for my wife. Um, we went and saw the film and, and we both loved it, so I picked up her a Wally and it actually sits on her desk at work. You know, so, that, cool. that's interesting because I, I didn't ne- never saw that in the theatres. My kids have got the DVD of that and I cannot get through the opening of that to actually watch the whole film. I just find like, it's just too dull to, you know, I get distracted, but you know, a lot of times you get sucked into the movies the kids are watching and yeah. you end up watching them as well. But I don't know. There's something about the beginning of that movie. I've only ever seen the beginning. I've seen the beginning like five times and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go make a sandwich. <laughs> so I should, persevere, man. Persevere. I should, I should, yeah. I should, I should persist. That's what you're telling me. Maybe yeah, you should fast yeah. forward the first ten minutes. <laughs> well, I can. It's the kids; they'd get cross. It's their movie, not mine. <laughs> um, yeah, Daddy doesn't like this bit. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, back when I was a kid as well. I was, uh, after seeing ET, we searched out some ET toys from memory. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. After yep. that film as well, oh, I think yeah. I had Elliot on his uh, bike with ET in the in the front uh, section. It was a wind up toy from memory. Um, I wonder if I still have it around here somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can actually uh, remember when the when Starship Troopers was coming out, and uh, I remember just thinking, "Gosh, they're making a movie of Starship Troopers." I mean, I've read the book, and it's it's bloody boring. It's um, it's not an action <laughs> book at all. It's uh, it, it's quite a sort of it's more of a political mm. sort of you know a statement, and that there isn't actually a lot of action in the film. And I actually saw the movie and loved it. Just thought, yeah. this is just pure popcorn. This is just sit back yeah. and enjoy it and um I, I ended up actually calling hasbro australia to say you know are, are you getting the starship troopers toys and you know there was two uh hasbro wholesalers in australia at the time and the first one said you know starship what and uh, <laughs> so, you know i knew that wasn't going anywhere and then the second one said oh starship troopers that's that movie isn't it and i said well yeah it is and no no it's not well, on any of our lists <laughs> and um, yeah, so the, the figures, uh, or basically any licensing for the Starship Troopers movie didn't come to Australia, and I, I was actually at a comic convention some years later, and I just walked past this this guy's booth, and, and rather than be sort of like a professional sort of seller, I think it was just, a, you know, he just collected all this stuff and decided to sell it, and he actually had the, the 13-inch warrior bug figure, so oh, okay. the giant um, interactive warrior bug, and I picked that up for an absolute steal. Okay, so we posted this question out on the AFP forum as well, and I don't know if you guys noticed any responses to uh, that same sort of question. Yeah, I was actually, um, there there was a couple of really good responses. One of them, uh, Bubba Shelby, a sort of blogger and and poster, mentioned um, what about figures that you actually bought, uh, then saw the movie, and the movie was so crappy that you were embarrassed to actually own the toys. (laughs) That actually got quite a few responses. I was quite surprised at the number of people. There were uh, one of the ones that came up a few times was Independence Day. Mm. Um, um, I was so pumped for that film, and all the merchandise came out, and um, it literally hit one or two days before the movie came out. So you know, we dashed off, and I just sat through the film and thought I didn't enjoy that at all. And so I was really glad that I didn't pile up all these action figures. You didn't so, like Independence Day? Uh, no, I'm not. 
Yeah, I just don't know. Will Smith against the aliens. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, I just I don't like movies where it's like, hey, we think you're really dumb, so we're just gonna you know keep acting at that. Um, I, you know, like the scene where they've got the captured alien ship, and the guy goes, oh, it's got a force field, and he go he walks up and he places a, a tin can on the ship, and then he shoots a gun at it, and the force field kicks in and protects it from the bullet. And it's like, oh, okay, so it protects something coming in really fast, but not something that someone walks up and puts on it. You know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how does that work? Yeah. yeah. And that was just repeated through the movie. And Yeah, yeah. I mean, what, if I go into a movie like that, I suspend belief before I go in. Like, you know, um, so I guess I just enjoyed it as a romp, but I don't even remember, I don't remember toys from... Oh, that that's awesome. oh yeah. Really? Yeah. I was I probably I wouldn't have been collecting then, so I wouldn't have been looking in the in the toy yeah. aisle for sure. I think it was probably Actually, marketed as a like a next Star Wars sort of thing. Oh, I think okay. Really really hyped up to tell a lot of uh, stuff after the fact on that one. Yeah, and actually, around the same time, or you know, pretty shortly, either before or thereafter, there was also, um, you know, I can't even bring myself to say the name of the film. I did earlier in the uh, Toy of the Week review, but I'm just going to call it Attack of the Giant Lizard Monster with um, uh, Ma- Matthew uh, Broderick and yeah. Jean Renault, and oh, that, that was another one where I just despised the movie so much. I'm, I'm glad I actually didn't buy any of the figures, and but, someone else can mention it, but I refused to. <laughs> I can't imagine buying toys before I'd seen a movie. Like I, I, I don't think that um, it would work that way. Like I think that you know the other way around. I, I would only buy them if I'd seen the movie and thought I really liked it. Well, I'm a big fan of the Godzilla. You know, the Japanese Godzilla property. Um, you yeah. know, I really enjoy the Japanese films, and you know, we've got a, a TV channel in Australia that quite often used to show the films late on a Saturday night, so I used to record them all, and um, it was lots of fun. So I thought, oh, a big budget American sort of remake um, would be awesome, you know, to see it with all, all done in CGI, and it turned out to be atrocious. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a... Oh, that's nothing. It was just going to be a bit of trivia for that movie that... Movie that uh, you remember Degrassi Junior High? Oh, yes. Yeah. As a kid? That um, Joey Jeremiah plays a helicopter pilot in that movie. You have to oh. look very closely, but there he is. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> is, is he the one flying the helicopter down the um, down the street between the buildings, and while the creature's after him, and he's looking over his shoulder, going, "Oh no, it's gaining, it's gaining." And I'm sitting there going, "Yeah, look, I'm not a qualified helicopter pilot, but you know, if I was in that situation, I'd probably just pull the joystick up." <laughs> I think that's him, Ben. <laughs> um, another movie that got mentioned in that category of you know not great and glad I don't have the toys was Small Soldiers. See, I'm a bit opposite to that. I not that I, I like didn't. Them. Yeah, I like the movie and I like the toys. I have um, I have uh, Chip here somewhere, and I would have loved to get an Archer figure as well. But they they go for it. A motto these days and really expensive yeah. toys to get a hold of. Huh. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I love the concept. The execution was pretty good. You know, Tommy yeah. Lee Jones and yeah, I don't know, but I guess going back a bit, you know, um, I think uh, Scott, you actually mentioned um, the black hole. Uh, was a bit of an interesting. <laughs> well, I think that that goes into a different category of just like you know films that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand why Black Hole got toys because it was originally designed 
you know, to be Disney's Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And but you know, when you look at the actual film, now now I saw that film. I think I would have been about eight because I think it came out a year after Star Wars. And I got so frightened in that film that my dad had to take me out and take me home. Uh, you're afraid of Maximilian. <laughs> uh, no, I can't remember exactly what it was. I think it was actually when they were about to unmask the drones because, you know, the drones turn out to be the lost crew and whatever. And I don't know if I ever even saw what was underneath that mask, but the the horror of what might be there was enough to do me in. I don't think my dad ever forgave me. But um, you know, like it's because of the dark movie that that turned out to be the fact that it got toys yeah i think is a bit weird but then also the fact that you know they made an action figure of ernest borgnine <laughs> yeah I mean, that that is that's weird in, in itself um but <laughs> yeah but you know, it, occasionally you do see films that you're like wow why did that get toys like it's <laughs> not you could pick up one of those Ernest Borgnine figures and customize it and start your Mikhail's Navy collection. Oh, yeah. Which I've been dying to do. You know, but, that's right. That's TV mm-hmm. toys, and that's not what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a separate topic. <laughs> so a more a more sort of recent question, I guess, for the for the barrage of superhero movies that have come out. Um, I guess where you're compelled to find out more about the characters. And I think if if we think about um, Greenland and I guess Superman that's come out and Thor, I like to think that um, the young young guys out there, young girls, have uh, looked at that and sought out sort of comic related merchandise. That would be uh, good, sort of passing the torch on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think Green Hand Green Lantern single handedly killed the next generation of comic readers. <laughs> oh dear. Um, the the um. I mean, it's an interesting, you know, link because obviously the toys that we see, like if we're talking modern stuff, the toys that hang around forever, it's it's you know not necessarily about the quality of the toys; it's about how well the movie goes. Um, so you know, something like Superman Returns, for example, you know, just didn't get the traction that um, it might have, mm-hmm. and the toys weren't fantastic no. um so you know those if you, i'm sure you can still find them somewhere in australia <laughs> if you look hard enough um but you know they just hung around forever and uh and then you know green lantern toys i think unfortunately will be the same and uh and you know they're not bad like they're not some of the the three and three quarter stuff that they did you know with even some characters that really weren't in the film but you know were kind of from the comics actually have got got some merit they're not bad toys but unfortunately the movie just didn't capture people's imaginations and so therefore the toys um you know they i'm sure my opinion of them as toys is greatly influenced by the fact that they're everywhere and driving me crazy because they're getting in the way of toys that i might like to buy that aren't in the shops (laughs) yeah yeah um, another another example that too, which is not comic related, is the um, toys from the last Star Trek movie. Yes, the, those are still around. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, and that that's I think just because they're ugly. <laughs> like, yeah, they're, they're just not it good. Wasn't particularly well executed. No, yeah. not they're just not good toys. Because I mean that that movie did really well, yes. and yeah. that, so there was yep. definitely you know a market for good toys from that movie but there's an example i guess of just when the movie is successful doesn't mean that the merchandise is going to sell if it's bad 
Yeah, that's right. And I mean, then there's the the other way around. I mean, you'd think that a movie like John Carter, um, you know, Disney spent an awful lot of money on that movie, and also money on the um, the advertising and that sort of thing. Yet there wasn't a, a single license. I bet they're glad now. Well, yeah, in hindsight, <laughs> but um, it's just interesting that nobody picked that up. I would have thought that Alien and that sort of thing. But I guess, you know, I mean, you know, as everybody knows, John Carter was, was just um, Avatar set in the desert. So, <laughs> <laughs> And we know how well the Avatar toys did. So. Oh, dear. I just thought about something as well. When um, The Phantom came out and um, – I remember reading an interview with Billy Zane. They said something to him, oh, what's, what's it going to be like to have your likeness on a action figure? And who do you guys remember how bad those Phantom figures were when they came out? Yes. I just, something rings said, a bell, yeah. Yeah. Well, he said in an interview, oh, they presented me with this thing that had a massively bulbous head. I hope they don't, <laughs> I hope they don't go on... <laughs> I hope they don't choose that one. <laughs> that's that's the one that went out, and it was terrible. Oh, I, I love the Phantom, but I just looked at that and went, no, nah, there is yeah. no way I'm buying that. <laughs> it, it's yeah. amazing, you know, how sometimes you, you do look at those things and think, someone said yes to this. Yes. You know, like yeah. so, like uh, probably a whole group of people actually looked at it and, and went, yes, we're going to do this. So it was <laughs> scary. Yeah. Well, then you have the opposite, where you have something like, um, you know, Terminator Salvation, where Christian Bale wouldn't uh, allow his likeness to be used. So they still went and released a John Connor action figure, but he's wearing like a baseball cap and, you know, he's got sunglasses and stuff. And so he's completely disguised. <laughs> you can't see any of the, any likeness whatsoever. <laughs> and, I wonder why he did yeah. that. The Batman. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, so he saw the Batman figures and the same thing. Yeah. So. Well, that, that's something that we didn't, you know, haven't talked about before, before but you know, there are some movies that have not had toys because of issues with likeness. So, you know, even if you go back to the, you know, the Tim Burton Batman films, you know, we've never had a Danny DeVito Penguin because mm. Danny DeVito wouldn't allow his likeness, you know, to be to be used. Um, and, but but Hot Toys is actually teased. Catwoman and Penguin in the 1989 line. I wonder if that means that they've negotiated, you know, a, a likeness with DeVito. I'm not sure. Um, it's very strange. I'd love to know what the, the rationale is behind a decision like that. Um, I, I know Gary Oldman is the same. So, yeah, don't know. Yeah. Not just money or something. Mm. It's another stance that they don't want that sort of... They feel in their decision-making that uh, the film is sort of like a serious subject matter and and don't understand the process of collectors and the rest of it, that they want that representation to be on their shelf where they think, well, I don't want to glorify sort of like a, a violent film with kids running around with toys sort of thing. Yeah, mm. or yeah, no. the idea of company making money off them. And, yeah, and then no. I get any percentage. Yeah, I'm actually glad that uh, that that there are people out there who are more than happy to have their likeness used because I was looking at some of the other things that I have action figures uh, from the world of movies and I realised a lot of my figures are actually came out well after the movies that the character appeared in. Uh, like an example is, uh, um, I can't remember whether it's, I think it's Necker, did the Kurt Russell as Snake Plissken? Oh, yeah. 
And, you know, I mean, that's, you know, when the first movie came out in about 82 or something like that, and um, they've also done Samuel L. Jackson as Shaft. Um, and so there's quite a few of those. And even, I guess, the, the movie Maniacs, too. Um, yes. I've got a lot of the movie Maniacs figures, and they're just fantastic. They're, they're beautifully sculpted, and hmm. uh, yeah, we got them. Hmm. Yeah, one that springs to mind from that is the um, the Crow figure, the, the Brandon Lee yeah. Crow figure. I've got that one, and... and... I think an early Ash as well from the Evil Dead. Uh, yeah. You, you know, a weird one that I've got is um, the Monsters vs. Aliens Bob figure. <laughs> I've got one of those, yeah. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> yes. I just, Sorry, that, I love that, that is character. Actually one, yeah, that is one I did see after I, I saw the movie. Um, yeah, yeah. For, yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I probably could have gotten into more of the figures from that film, but they were not at the scale that they were at, but I just really like the Bob. Bob's in my office as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those animated films are just ripe for um, figures, and uh, I was a bit disappointed we didn't get any sort of widely available figures for Up. I know that Up uh, apparently cheesed off a lot of merchandises because there wasn't much they could do with, like, a little fat kid and an old man. Mm. Um, there but, were, you know, there I, were some really nice vinyl figures but yeah. they were pricey like yeah. you know the, but um i do remember seeing the, the vinyl figures reviewed and thinking that they looked fantastic but they yeah. weren't they weren't the kind of you know just toy that you could buy in the toy aisle which is all the only thing i'd be prepared to buy budget wise from that film that's right yeah yeah so as opposed to cars which you know oh my I god yeah i think that's part of an aisle that's permanently uh, devoted yeah well that's the thing having a four-year-old son um, <laughs> spending spending ten dollars on a Lightning McQueen or two dollars on a Matchbox car, yeah. I can tell you which one wins every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a win if you love the license. That's it. That's it. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, I, we covered some um, some different sort of uh, merchandise there. That's for sure. Some different properties. Huh. Okay, guys, anything else to add, or we'll wrap this baby up? I think we've done it well. Okay, cool. Indeed. Okay, well, that wraps up our discussion topic. We'll come back in a moment with some feedback before we wrap things up. Traveler, welcome to the promenade. Humble Quark at your service. Behold, Star Trek Deep Space Nine action figures. Commander Benjamin Sisko, he helps me run the station. And Security Chief Odo, very strict and sneaky for someone so honest. Here's Lieutenant Dax, and Chief O'Brien, and Major Kira Nerys. I happen to know she's crazy about me. Wonderful, aren't they? Especially this one. So handsome. It pains me to part with it, but if you pay me now, ah, security. What a pleasant surprise. Before we finish off, we have some feedback from our listeners to share with you. If you'd like to hear your questions, comments, or suggestions on future episodes, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com, and you may just hear it read out. Uh, so, Scott, you have a first piece of feedback tonight, so over to you. I do. We reviewed the Bowen Designs classic action Thor as the Toy of the Week on the last episode, and we received a very nice email from Randy Bowen himself thanking us for the review. So thank you, Randy, and um, it's wow. great cool. yeah, I know that you're listening. And, uh, yeah, we have chatted to him, and he actually mentioned um, that he's really interested in coming to Australia. So come to Australia, yep. Andy. Uh, uh, Randy. <laughs> Randy. Andy's already here. We've got so many Andys. Please don't bring another Andy. But Randy, 
please come to Australia. Um, so yeah, that that was fantastic, and um, we may be able to chat to him in a little bit more detail um, soon, which would be great as well. So it's nice to um, know that anyone's listening out yeah. there at all, but particularly to know that um, someone like Randy himself is listening is great. So thank you for that feedback, Randy. Yeah, yeah and I, I bet Justin feels really bad about what he said about that Captain America statue. Uh, <laughs> nice try. Nice try. Uh, well, we've arrived. If we're getting uh, feedback from Randy Bowen, that's, that's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, my next piece of feedback. Um, I'm not too sure of the source of this, uh, Scott. It's Facebook. Facebook, okay. Yep. It comes from uh, a gentleman by the name of Eric Wade Meadall. I hope that's the correct pronunciation. Sounds good to me. Yeah, and it reads as, gentlemen, just discovered your podcast. Love it. I am a comic collector, so my collection of figures is in that department. I am not a mint-on-card guy. I open and display. I love your passion for the hobby and appreciate this service you provide. I look forward to catching up on past podcasts. And there you go. Another happy customer, and thank you very much for the feedback. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. It's nice to hear that people, you know, when he says the service you provide, like mm-hmm. it's, it's, ni- it's nice to hear that people feel that they're actually getting something out of it. You know, and that's one reason why we, we have been trying to maintain this as a weekly podcast is so that we can be current and we can, um, you know, hopefully just give people a little bit of assistance either into, you know, what's happening or point you in the right direction to find something or tell you what to avoid. Um, so, you know, pl- please keep letting us know what you're finding useful. I think what yes, the podcast yeah. does as well, I, I notice when I'm not on an episode and I listen to it, I think, oh, I'd love to say something about that, but uh, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think that comes into a lot as well. You think, oh, I'd like to yeah. be a part of that discussion. Huh. So, yeah, always happy to have feedback. Thank you very much. And now on to Ben. Have some uh, feedback from our semi-regular feedbacker, uh, yeah. Rod, at uh, Critical Mess, yes. posts under Marvel. Yeah, Rod, um, he's been quiet for a couple of weeks and he just mentioned that uh, it's taken him um, uh, a little bit to catch up and uh, he blames work and, yeah, that's okay, we'll, we'll forgive you, mate. And um, he was very glad to see the red card went to Atrocitus and um, he's not very happy with, you know, the decisions that uh, Mattel has made there. Um, and he mentions that if we keep going on about statues, we're going to push him into buying really expensive stuff. And, um, yeah, it's, it's not a bad thing to get into, Rod, and you can certainly blame us we'll, we'll take the blame for that and Why not? um yeah, he also went on to mention the the oem guys that we talked about last week the uh, the, the chinese sellers who are sort of releasing some um yeah some questionable items and um he then thought that the discussion topic uh from last week was quite good and that um i sort of wish he'd given a bit of thought to um the the, the way Sorry, given some thought um, that we displayed during the discussion, and as far as accessories and you know less for less goes, he thinks it's always a case by case basis, and um, yeah, agreed that he couldn't imagine paying for a Captain America without a shield or a, a Black Rider without skis and Thor's hammer, Metron's chair, etc. But then went on to say that you know that there are some that are actually negotiable, like uh, you know Jonah Hex, you don't always expect a horse, and you know Vigilante, you could probably live without a, a motorbike and um, that sort of thing, but um, you know, he's saying that Warlord definitely needs a sword, but Hawkgirl doesn't need a spear. Um, 
extra hands aren't a necessity, but someone like Jay Garrett, uh, Jay Garrick, and Alan Scott, you know, definitely need those heads so that you've got the option of displaying the, the young um, or the, the sort of the older looks. And he then sort of signs out by saying that he's thinking about ripping open some of the uh, the legendary riders. Um, accessories to see if he can actually match them up. So, uh, for example, you know, um, you could probably use the Logan figures motorcycle to um, pass for the Vigilantes motorcycle. So, yeah, and then he signs out by saying, great job as always, fellas. So, yeah, thanks, Rod. Appreciate it. Cool. All right. If there's nothing left to discuss here, we'll uh, come back and close things up. Talking Space Pack says eight things. Morp Talking Ragdoll says seven things. When you pull the string, you can never be sure what these two will say next. And here's Mork from Ork. And Ork Egg and Mindy Doll, too. Five fun toys, each sold separately. <laughs> Mork Doll with Talking Space Pack. Other Mork collection toys are each sold separately. New from Mattel. That brings us to the end of episode number 12 of the Action Figure Blues podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening. You'll be able to download future episodes of the podcast by going to actionfigureblues.com and clicking on the podcast tab, or by subscribing at iTunes. If you do go to iTunes, please take the time to leave us a positive rating and review. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, you might like to check out the reviews and articles there and perhaps visit some of our sponsors like Mike S, Big Bad Toy Store, and popculture.com, who help keep the site running. While we're not podcasting, blogging, and other assorted hobby-related activities, you can find us all on the Action Figure Blues forum at afbforum.com. Uh, whilst there, Ben posts as... Fish Milkshake. And Scott posts as... Andy. And you'll find me there posting as Night Owl. We'd love to hear from you with any comments or suggestions for future Toys of the Week or discussion topics. And you can do it all by emailing podcast at actionfigureblues.com or by joining the AFB forum and telling us there. You can also follow Action Figure Blues on Twitter at AFBlues and like the Action Figure Blues page on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Action Figure Blues. Okay, that was been that has been a, quite a mouthful for me tonight. <laughs> so I would, for one, like to sign out. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I would like to sign out too. Well, well done. I'd That's like awesome. to thank everybody first. Thank you, everybody. Yes, yes thanks thank for listening. You. <laughs> Thanks very much for the show. It's been great. Bye, everybody. Yeah, Goodbye. Bye. Bye. We did it. <laughs> Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs>
Hello. I'm still here. Oh, we lost Ben. We did. Hello, Ben. Well, that's fascinating, Ben. I think he's... Oh, Ben Mulder oh. went offline. Okay. Ben Mulder came online. Okay. <laughs> I'm just recording with that. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was that? When you're trying not to laugh, it's like dead puppies, dead puppies, dead puppies. Oh, God. <laughs> oh dear. Oh God, he's snorting. Oh God. Here we are. We've, we've done just... so so well. We've got like <laughs> one and a half minutes of the fucking podcast <laughs> left to do, and we can't do it. Hey, hey you're the, the one. Where I shine. <laughs> you're the one spitting Tim Tams on your snowball. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are no Tim Tams in this snowball. I will just. Have oh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Oh. In, 